Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. I really appreciate both you and Sister Gail. God bless you, church. And Pearl, I can see you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. You may be seated. Wonderful. You know, listening to the message this morning uh, through the worship team, thanks team, you've been awesome this morning, and uh, the songs that we sang uh, was so relevant to what I want to share with you today, and what Pastor Red said about service and longevity. Um, You know, we as pastors are often in the trenches of life, as many of you would probably be today. We are faced with failures, successes. We're faced with friends, issues, disappointments that so could so easily drag us down in life. I get a lot of inspiration from the psalmist David. Uh, you know, I there, there is so much I could say about Psalm 27, which is such a powerful psalm. As a matter of fact, there are messages in there that I believe at the next opportunity I might just want to open up a little more on. A little more on. Okay, not more on. (laughs) There are really some powerful thoughts because... I believe that what David is doing is is sharing and expressing the challenges that he went through. He faced difficult times, letdowns by friends. He faced challenges in life that he had to overcome. And the messages that he writes in Psalm 27 is very inspiring and encouraging. Let me say to you that I love the house of God. Not only do I love the house of God, but I love the truth of God's word that is expressed in the house of God. That we share together and we are able to build up together because there are challenges in life. And that's the thought that I have this morning that God's given me is about how do we stand firm in life today during these challenging times and the difficult times that many of us are going through, but I believe that there is an answer for us in His Word that's just going to break through and bring some uh, uh, encouraging thoughts. Let me just get set up while I sit, share with you um, into our lives. That's going to help us become victorious in the things that we do. Amen. So done. Ooh, there we are. It's all come to life. Psalm 27, that's David's faith declaration. Do we have any declarations of faith or do we speak about negativity all the time? I refuse to get involved in negative thought for too long a length of time, for any length of time, to be honest, because they're the things that drag you down. You listen to whomever is being negative about life and you wonder Their strength, especially believers in Christ, where do they find their strength 
that will encourage him to come out of that negativity and speak about the favor of God because I understand this, that God's created me in his image, in his likeness. And that's not who God is. So why would I spend time being negative and bringing people down and gossiping about this, that, and the other? Because that's not who He is. And I want to be in God's presence so that whatever words come out of my mouth, regardless of where I am, it's going to be a blessing and a favor to the ones that I share it with. I'm still working, believe it or not, and I thank God for that. It's given me the strength and the ability to continue on. And as a painter, I do a, a, a lot of work mainly for seniors because often when the seniors would ring the council and ask for a painting because I'm registered with them, they, so I get quite a bit of work. It wasn't long ago, I think about a week or so ago, I went to visit one of my clients not to see what I could do for them and the sort of job that they wanted. And they weren't quite ready for me at the time. But while I was there, I heard the song being played, you know, How Great Is Our God. And I said, oh, I mentioned the song. She says, yes, I'm a believer, and, you know, I believe in God and have faith. I shared a little bit of my testimony, and she turns around and says, Brian, you're not here because of the painting quote that you want to give me. But I believe with all my heart that God has sent you here at this time because my son is going through a challenging time. He had some issues uh, with his health. He couldn't get a job because it's difficult in this day and age, especially with uh, a person with some mental, mental issues and challenges. And, but I was able to pray for him right there, laid hands on him, believed God, and by faith, I believe that God's going to minister to this young man. Wow. You see, the word of God is truth, and all God's words are truth. You know... It's the, it's the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, we read that God spoke the word and it was so. We look at creation around about us now and I understand that God created this, this world. And therefore I have faith because he also says that he's created me and he lovingly looks upon me and wants to encourage me in every way and that every word I would speak of God's word is truth. God doesn't tell lies. How do we get to that point where we accept the word of God and we have that confidence? And, and Pastor Ed shared this morning uh, as he was introducing me about confidence and authority and how that he feels, you know, so strong in the things of God. He wouldn't stop the song until he got us up to a level to believe that, hey, I can sing this song loud, I can enjoy it, and I know that the presence of God is even going to be greater in this place. You see, this is the gateway to heaven, God's house. I believe that with all my heart. This is the house of God. It's the gateway to heaven where I can hear the word of God and be inspired by the word of God, be encouraged and be able to tell others that God is good. God is good. Woo, I'm getting excited. I'm going off. Let me go back. Oops. <laughs> oh, something is good is going to happen. You see, David was a man who understood life-shaking experiences. Life had thrown a lot of curved curveballs at him, the pressures that he had, the failures, the successes. He faced his natural goli goliaths and his spiritual 
Goliaths in his life. And he learned how to renew his strength and how to find help in God and how to remain and stand strong. Psalm 27 is a declaration of faith from this man of God. It's a declaration of faith during seasons of shaking. During times of difficulty. Those are the principles that he lived by when life became overwhelming for him. We learn how David built in Psalm 27 an unshakable life on the unshakable word of God. The goal this morning, I believe, is to change the way we speak. Not in style, but in content. The sort of things we talk about. And to fill our words with a faith declaration. Words that are true because God's words are true. Words that shape our life into an unshakable life that's filled with the blessings and the favor of God. God spoke the creative word, friends. And the world was made. We also have the power to speak and to see things come into being. To see things come into reality. You and I, the scripture tells us, are made in the image of God. We have the power. We have the creative power, the words that we use to do good. Or we have the power to do harm. Or to destroy. And I just wonder this morning, where are you in that timeline, in that continuum, uh, in your conversations with others? Do you, have the, do you understand that you have the power to do good? And also the power to do harm. I would ask you today that we would draw a line in the sand. And step over that line in regards to how we will use our words from today onwards. Think about it carefully. Your words carry a lot of weight. What words are we sharing? I believe that if we do step over that line today and regard God's truth as the way we're going to go, that this will be the greatest moment of your life as you learn to make some unshakable life declarations that's going to build a greater future for you and for those around you. Let us fill our mouths with God's words, faith words, words that will bless and build success. I am interested in a life that is unshakable. I am interested in a life that's going to keep me strong and faithful to the cause of the purposes of God. I come to church regularly, not just to sit in the pew and to listen, but to be a part of the words that are shared. And I declare in my spirit, yes, Lord, let it be. Yes, Lord, that's what we want in life. God, you're going to do an awesome thing in this place today. We pray every morning on a Sunday, and uh, there's so many people that have come to the prayer meeting. I was quite amazed this morning walking in, and there were about 20-odd people there praying. And the words that they were praying were so inspiring, so encouraging. Oh, God, build your church. Lord, strengthen your people. Father, we have no time to be messing around. We are living in a world today that is challenged in many ways, in many areas. 
families fighting with each other over decisions that they make or don't make. God is calling us out, people. We need to bring a message of hope and a message of faith and a message of encouragement and sharing the truth so that people can break out of their circumstances. We are the people of God that have a message of hope. Share it. Share it. Embrace your you know, opportunities to listen to the word of God. Embrace what God is saying to you and use it for his glory so that his name might be exalted. A person with an unshakable life is one who builds on the unshakable word of God. It is a life that is anchored. Hallelujah. A life that is immovable and indestructible. You find yourself in circumstances where you might be listening to somebody or talking with somebody and you think to yourself, no, I, I, I know better than this. A confidence rises up within you. A strength. Because I know who my God is. I know that his pro the problem that you have is no issue with God. Don't let your own words deflate your faith in God. Sometimes we speak about challenges that we face as though we cannot overcome them. And yet God is more than able to see us through. Speak words of faith. Speak words that are words of truth that will build others up in Jesus' name. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 48, when you talk about a life being anchored, it says that he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, and it could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock, the rock Christ Jesus. There's an authority that we can have as a child of God. Psalm 16 and verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is my, at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Brownie would love this. Cast your burden on the Lord. You remember that song, Brownie. Cast your burdens on Jesus for he cares for you. Higher, higher. Stomp Jesus lower. <laughs> Cast your burden on Jesus, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be removed. Folks, these are words of faith for us that we need to understand and let it really sink into our spirits because I am a child of God and he cares for me. Just this, a few days ago, another job, and I went to this lady's house and she just wanted me to stain a, a table when I get there, they just four little extensions that a carpenter put on the bottom of a table, four little ones around this table. It took me about 10 minutes to get that done. But I got talking to her as I was just uh, getting myself organized. And she said, nah. She was telling me that she's very sick, cancer, all that sort of stuff. And she looked really pale, really pale. You know, she reminded me of somebody who's... Uh, was one of our 
church members and she passed away at a nursing home and the family asked if I could come and visit and I saw uh, the lifeless body white and I was able to pray with the family there and but anyway this lady looked white like that you know and I thought wow she's not really not well so I said look I'm a man of faith do you mind if I pray for you she says oh I don't mind at all but I'm an atheist I said, okay, God loves atheists. <laughs> she says, you know, somebody else said that to me. She says, it makes me feel good to know that I'm being loved. But I pushed a little further. Do you mind if I lay hands on you and pray for you now? She said, no, I'd rather you didn't. Could you, would you mind doing it on your own? So I said, no, not at all. I'll do that. You know, It's fine. But, you know, there is an opportunity. In her eyes now, she recognizes who I stand for, what I'm all about. And uh, as I say, I wasn't there for too long. I had to get out of there because I was on another job at the time. But uh, I came away from there really feeling, in some ways, sad that I wasn't able to lay hands on her. But I did pray for her, believing God that you will show her the way in these days. You know, challenges that your word float into her life. And, you know, a faith declaration. Let me just share with you a couple of points. And number one is a faith declaration is made when we declare the absolute faithfulness of God's word. We declare. There is a level in our walk with God. Some of us are new. Their declarations are perhaps minor to their status as a Christian. And they are still developing in their lives. But I've been in the ministry for a number of years, 40 plus years. And there's a confidence that I believe that I have in my spirit that's unshakable. And that God is my Savior. And that one day, we're going to meet with Him in glory. It's unshakable. You cannot take that away from me. I might have a question about different things, but the one unshakable fact is that God has resurrected a life that was going to ruin and has placed me on solid ground. Now, I can declare that my life is built on the rock, Christ Jesus. Sure, there'll be breezes and winds and blowing and swaying, and, but God is with me and will not allow me to perish because I continue to put my trust and my faith in him. Hebrews chapter, you know, uh, before I read that scripture, the faithfulness of God's word. In other words, I hold it in my hand, God's word. I have it in my heart. I have it on my lips. I live it as best as I can. And the Word of God is alive in me. Have you experienced those moments when you're sitting down and you're hearing the Word of God being preached? And excitement just builds up in you over a point that might have been shared. And you say, yes, Lord, that is what it's all about. Or that's what I'm in right now. And I can see that you're speaking to my heart. And there's deliverance or there's victory. There's an excitement that wells up within you. You know, I don't dinner parties on a Wednesday night. 
Brownie always said, oh, and Pastor Ed's message on Sunday, whoa, wasn't that good, you know? And of course, you just relate to that because you heard the same thing and an excitement builds up and you might, we get to talk about the different points that were mentioned. There is life as a child of God that brings an excitement into a spirit that believes the word of God. Do you believe God's word today at a level where you get excited about what God has for you and for your future? For us to stand in these perilous times, folks, we need to read God's word. We need to allow the word of God to saturate our spirits. And I want to encourage you because when you get on that journey of feeding your spirit with the word of God, you will rejoice and be glad. You will stand up and begin to speak with authority. And you will make declarations that God is alive and is doing a work in you. When we, the children's church over in the other hall there, and they're hearing the word of God at a little age, I too started my relationship with God as a kid in Sunday school. The whole of us, family of eight, Walked down the street for about a half an hour to get to church. Wow. Mom and dad. And we'd go, go to Sunday school at about uh, 9 o'clock. The services staff would start at about 10 o'clock. And we'd all go from Sunday school into church. I, I thank God for godly parents. Specifically my mom. Dad used to drag his feet along when he could. <laughs> but mom never, ever Never ever gave up. I actually remember the first meeting that I went to when God spoke into my life. I remember it clearly. And I put my hand up, gave my heart to the Lord. I remember clearly being in a meeting just a week or so or two later when there was a message on the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Spirit and Rain, you know, it was raining that day too. And the, the preacher spoke about the rain of God's Spirit over your life. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, he said, come right up. And he spoke with authority and laid hands on many of us that were there. We were just going down in numbers, waking up, just speaking in tongues. I didn't know what on earth was going on, but God filled me with his spirit. There is authority and power in God's word. Friends, you need to know that and begin to exercise that. God wants to use you. God looks down upon you and he sees you as his precious, precious creation. He loves and he cares for you. Cast your burdens on him. He's going to raise up a strength in your life as a, as a part of his army. Seeing then Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confessions. I'm going to carry on on verse 15 because this is what it says. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. You know, that's a big amen for me. That we have a high priest, you know, who is so encouraging and wants to strengthen us. And he, you know, he cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But 
was in all points tempted as we are as well. Yet he was without sin. Church, 16th verse says, let's come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, it says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. I could sing the whole song, but I won't. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. God's word abides forever. God's word is true. God's word is supernatural. God's word is faithful. The psalmist in Psalm 119, he says this, I have chosen the way of truth. There's a choice that we need to make, church. As he says, I've chosen the way of truth. Your judgments, Lord, I have laid before me. He's made a decision that the word of God is his truth, and it's a lamp to his feet, a light to his path. He's laid it before him so he would go in the correct direction. Another faith declaration that we should be making is a faith declaration is made when our hearts and our mouths agree together with the truth. Romans chapter 10 or Deuteronomy 30 and verse 14 says, But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. I love this passage of scripture, Romans chapter 10. But what does it say? In verse 8, The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. What more do we want? It's near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. The word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we'll be saved from a lot of stuff. A lot of issues. A lot of promise because confidence begins to build up in you as you walk your journey with the Lord. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Are you sharing your faith? Are you confessing your love for God? Because that opens a gateway for the word of God to reach into the hearts of those who don't know him. The third point I'll bring to your attention is a faith declaration is made when we speak God's word with the Spirit of faith. Joshua 
has a classic verse of scripture in chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it sometimes, day and night, that you may observe so that you can learn, so that you can understand and, and be able to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, your way prosperous. In other words, your journey will be successful. And you will have good success. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13 says this, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, and therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore keep quiet. Thank you, Machoki. Bless you. We speak. Amen. <laughs> Another point here I've got is a faith declaration is affirming something we believe and we stand upon. What does the psalmist say in Psalm 91 and verse 2? He, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust? Affirming something we believe and we stand upon. That's a declaration you make when you speak with boldness the word of God. Joshua 1.8 He says uh, I've read that one. It's, it's worth repeating though. This book of the law. <laughs> it shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night. You remember when Jesus said to Mary, Mary, Mary. You know when Jesus mentions your name twice, you better listen. <laughs> so I'm reading Joshua 1.8 again. You better listen. <laughs> Meditate on a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good. We walk by faith in 2 Corinthians 5.7. Not by sight. Another one in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. What a testimony of the Thessalonian people that the writer to them says, Hey, we pray for you always. We are thankful for you Always, because your love towards one another is abounding so much. Praying and caring for each other. A faith declaration number six that I have here is a sowing of word seed that will bring a harvest. You know, the more seeds that we can sow, the stronger we can stand. The stronger you will, you know, in yourself, you will feel, God, you're so good, the strength that you've given me. When you share, it's amazing. You walk away feeling enlightened. You feel, whew, that was exciting. That was great. Something sort of excites your spirit. You feel good about it because you know that you've done what God has asked you to do. Another faith declaration is building up our spirit and our faith to a higher level. So then, and Pastor Ed loves quoting this, Scripture, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. 
It raises our spirits to a higher level. Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I've got so many more scriptures that I could share. I actually only gave uh, uh, Gavin half of the stuff because I thought, I'll never finish this on time. And I think I'm proving myself pretty much correct. John 15 and verse 17, and this is verse 7 rather. It's a literal translation. It says, if you abide in me, listen to And my words are living in you. If you abide in me, and my words are living in you, ask whatever you will. And it will leap into being. It will become a fact. How's your faith this morning? Are we asking and believing God? Are we trusting that God is faithful to bring things about in our lives that we have a need of? Do we understand that God sees us as being fearfully and wonderfully made? That he cares for us. We cast our burdens on him. He takes care of us to the point where if we abide in him and, and, and his words are alive in us, we can ask whatever we will. And it will leap into being. It will become a fact. I'm glad that I see pastor when he lays hands on people and he prays for them. There's an authority about his prayer because the Spirit of God is upon him and he understands that it's not him that's laying hands but Jesus himself that is ministering into the lives of these people. There is an authority that we can exude when we have the power of God and the Word of God living in us. That's the way God wants us to be. That's the way we ought to be delivering the message of the gospel. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I want to bring this to a close in a minute. We need to defend these declarations of faith. How do I do that? How do I stop being, uh, how, how, what causes me rather to stop being positive and de declaring God's word? One of the main reasons is that we are defeated because of our own words of negative doubt. Our own words, ah, that's not going to happen. No way, Brian. You know, that's too big for you. Oh, praying for this person? No. Those negative doubts, that stops us from rising up and becoming strong. Don't be taken captive by negative words in your mouth. Proverbs speak about that. It says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. The psalmist says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Isaiah 
This is what the prophet said, and he touched my mouth with it. And he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. If God can restore the prophet Isaiah, God wants to and will restore you and I to our walk with him. If I could just read quickly Psalm 27, not the whole, um, um, you know, it's a powerful, but some of the declarations in the psalm. David says, I will live strong. If you read Psalm 27, 1 to 3, that's what he's saying. I'm going to live strong. In verses 4 and 5, he says, I will love God's house passionately. He says, I will love passionately. That's a good place to start. As a part of this house of God, love it passionately. Passionately. In verse 6, he says, I'm going to hold my head high. Love that. These are all messages, Pastor Head, I think, that we can. I'm going to hold my head high. Verse 7 and 8, he says, I'm going to have an overflowing heart. I got a sense of that this morning after Pastor Ed encouraged us to, come on, let's do this and worship. There's an overflowing desire to get in and to enjoy, and it fills you. And you know, you're thrilled in your spirit that you're in the house of God. Verse 9 and 10, it says, I will turn to God at all times. Verse 11 and 12, I will walk on a level path, walk uprightly. 13 and 14, he says, I will not lose heart. I will never give up. How's your walk with the Lord this morning? How are you within yourself? Do you have a sense that God, I'm trailing here. It's okay to trail, okay? Because we can put that right. But we need to make a declaration that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thank you, team. We need to be open with ourselves and say, yes, I need Jesus. For those of you who are watching online, I'm sorry I didn't welcome you at the outset, but you're most welcome right now. I trust that you've enjoyed the word and that God has spoken to you as well this morning. But for those of us that are here, I'm not quite sure. I have an idea that you all love the Lord and perhaps you're trailing a little bit in your relationship with God and you would love to have that strength and encouragement and authority to be able to speak in the lives of others and see them before your very eyes become better and better and stronger believers in Christ. There's no greater joy when you've witnessed into the life of someone, you meet them years down the track and say, man, you know what? I've been serving Jesus all that time and I just want to thank you for all that you shared. What an opportunity we have to see lives changed around, relationships changed around because you have an authority on who God is in your life and you love Him, you love His Word and you just want to share and speak about the love of God. 
I got lots of testimonies from work, people that I work with. When I shared with the, another couple, a South African couple, and I told them that my walk with the Lord, and they, their response was, no wonder you're such a likable person. You know, those are good things to hear, but it affirms again who I am in Christ Jesus. Imagine if the word was negative. You're a horrible person. Imagine that. But I want to pray with you this morning. If there's anybody out here and you've never given your heart to Jesus, you've been hearing what I've had to say and you think, man, it would be nice. It would be great to have that assurance that even whilst I'm in the trenches of life, there is somebody who wants to lift me out of there, and his name is Jesus. His favor is upon you and will continue to follow you the more you reach out to him. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you would like to just raise your hand and say, you know what, Brian, I want to walk this Christian walk. I want to call Jesus my Lord and my Savior. Just raise your hand quickly and I'll pray for you if you're out there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those of you that are online, if you're in that position, I want to pray with you as well. And believe God for his favor to be upon you. Would you just stand with me for a moment? We're going to pray and believe for those online. Father, we do thank you that we can approach your throne at any time. As a matter of fact, you invite us to do that. And Father, I thank you for those that have been watching online. And I just pray that if there are those, oh God, who have not received your Savior right now, I say in the name of Jesus, touch their hearts. And I would encourage you just to repeat this after me online. Dear Lord Jesus, I receive you into my life right now. Come and be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord an offering of praise? Thank you, Pastor Ed. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.